Welcome to Bullish, where we talk about the journey and process to build ourselves and companies into multi-billion dollar people and brands. Currently, my business and investment funds have done tens of millions in revenue. And this is the documentation of the journey to scale to the billion dollar realm. All while we give back and do good in the world. My name is Bridger Pennington and welcome to Bullish. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Today we got with us, Mr. Jeffrey Flam. Good to have you with us. Thank you, Bridger. Um, so just so everyone's aware, Jeff, I'm so happy you're on today. I sent you a text about a month ago, I think. And I really was thinking about um, people in my life that I see as mentors or coaches or just people that I, I really respect in all areas of life. Because there's people, all of us, we follow different people or have at least young guys. I'm trying to find like, okay, who's really good at money? I'll follow them for money. Who's really good at taxes? They'll teach me about taxes. Who's really good at family stuff? They'll teach me about family or religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare to find, I like to find mentors and coaches to find someone that I believe at least has like one in life in every different way. I think I sent you a message. I was like, I was like, Jeff, you're one of maybe two or three people I mm-hmm. I literally have met in my entire life that I look up to and respect in every single way in how you've done your businesses throughout the years. Just just you guys were like we just walked over. Jeff owns all the huge office buildings. There's like four of them, massive next door. He owns all of them. They're all owned by this well, guy. With partners. With partners. Yeah. He always will play it down. But he's he's got incredible kids, five kids. Six. Six kids. I know a couple of them. They live in, they have incredible families, incredible businesses. You are healthy. Uh, You do a bunch of cool stuff. You run a a great coaching group that I've been to some of your events as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You've just done later in life. You're just like, I just want to help people. And I respect you as a spiritual man as well. We've talked spiritual things before. I came up to your cabin up in Wyoming and we Mm -hmm. talked for a few days. It was amazing. And so just as an intro for Jeff, so everyone's listening, I really... I'm going to say this to you, like, I really look up to you. I'm honored. And I don't say that to a lot of people in in every single category of life. So we're going to talk about those kind of categories. That's actually your group, Zenith Mastermind. That's what you talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually, you want to walk us through the, you have all the Fs you guys talk about, right? What are they? Well, I started this mastermind after a, um, a model I established in 1992 for my own family. Mm. What I wanted to do to raise a great family and I wanted to have them balanced in all areas. Mm. So in 92, I read this book and it, I got inspired and with the scriptures and I sat and filled out a yellow pad with five areas that mm. I wanted to teach my kids. And they were the importance of family, faith, finance or business, mm. and then um, fun and fitness. I wanted everything in life mm. to be fun because if it's not fun, I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I don't enjoy going to work, I don't want to go to work. Mm, yeah. So I like to make everything I do fun at mm. some point. It's not fun every minute, but it's got to be fun. Yeah. And uh, then later I added one more area, which is fulfillment. Mm. Once you really accomplish most things in your life, you feel fulfilled. It's important that you're giving back mm. and helping others along their journey. And uh, people that are fulfilled are ones that really are serving others all the time. Mm. Yeah, They're thinking about that a lot. And that starts when you're young, not when you accomplish some great goal. But you need to learn those principles along the way. Well, the concept of if you don't give when you're poor, you won't give when yeah, you're rich. Exactly. Right. Have you seen that's been true for people oh, that's you know totally throughout true. your career? Well, my dad and mom taught me that. And mm. my dad was the one that said that to me a lot. Mm. He said, you need to be generous when you have a little or you won't be generous when you have a lot. Mm. And yeah. I have a friend who made millions in the sale of his company and gave some to his kids and and um, I noticed over the years, I don't see the kids have ever been phil- philanthropic at all, and they're mega millionaires. Mm-hmm. So I said to my friend, what are you going to do with your money? Well, I'll give some to charity and some to my family. And I was like, 
Well, if your family's not charitable, maybe you should give it all to charity because mm-hmm. they haven't learned that principle mm-hmm. with the millions they have. So again, it's it's something you need to learn along the way. Mm-hmm. Learn to do it. I think you told me this example earlier, this family that they just, a lot of the kids went off the rails, right? They got a bunch of money. And this is this wasn't millions. This is tens of millions, hundreds of millions, correct? Well, it would be hundreds now if now, they'd been wise. If they'd been wise, right? And it and it's funny how these kids were gifted money, right? But it just mm-hmm. took them off the rails. Is that correct? Well, yeah, I think uh, only two of them ever worked a day after that. So, mm. you know, what does that do to your kids? But more, a bigger concern is if you look at grandchildren. Grandchildren that grow up only seeing their parents jet set around the country and play, they think that's what life is. They don't mm. know about work. So they're very insecure, mm. very insecure. Most of them get into trying to find happiness. They get into drugs and the wrong lifestyle, right? And we see that all the time. If you follow any programming or read books on multi-generational wealth, mm. you'll see that kids that inherit a lot of money usually are not happy. So, okay, let's dive into this. So you uh, you can tell us briefly about your business way back when. You sold your business for, a, I, don't, I don't know if you disclosed the amount, but a, a good okay. chunk of money. For a lot. For a lot. <laughs> a very good amount. What was the year? And tell us briefly about the business, what were you guys doing? I'm gonna walk us through that. Well, I and then, started, and then I'm, I want to ask how this affected your kids and how you produced incredible kids. But let's start with your business. Yeah. Well, I, I graduated from Weber State in 77 and went into financial planning with my father and two of my brothers. So I was a financial consultant helping people um, save for retirement, put invest, you know, invest money, mm-hmm. as well as health insurance and life insurance. And I just noticed that there was a real need in health insurance for somebody to manage it for big companies, for Fortune 500 mm-hmm. companies, because they're all doing it in-house. They don't know anything about it. Mm, yep. So uh, my partner and I left the business with my father and started this company called Health Benefits America. And what we did is we went to all 50 states and collected all the information on HMOs, health maintenance organizations. Mm, Okay. So, because the government funded them with interest-free loans to start Mm, because they wanted all healthcare to be managed so that you knew who you're going to, what doctors, what prescriptions you're on, because it was a free-for-all before that. Mm, Okay. So we built the first system and proved the model here in Utah the first year. Second year, we sold Mountain Bell. Did it in seven states. They merged with uh, U.S. West in 14 states. So we got that. Mm-hmm. And then the next year we went out uh, to four companies we met at a conference. And it was uh, Sears, Holiday Inns, Marriott, and Kodak. Wow. And so and one business. Were they big at the time, those names? They were all big. No, they, they, were were all, they were already big. Oh, okay. they were huge. Okay. This is back in 87. Okay, gotcha. 86 or seven. Hey, hey, what's going on, people? Hope you're enjoying the show. This is Bridger Pennington here. So if you've liked the show so far, if you're more of a visual learner, we actually post almost all of these to YouTube. So if you go look me up, Bridger Pennington on YouTube, we're there. We actually have a ton of different content on funds and different business structure and strategy stuff that we kind of don't touch on on the podcast, but are more visual-based stuff. So if you're a visual learner, go to YouTube and go check me out, Bridger Pennington on YouTube. With that, we'll get back to the show. Thanks, guys. So we went to Sears first. She signed up for us. And mm. I'll tell an interesting story. I think the visitors yeah, yeah. have liked it. She brought us coffee and donuts. Mm. Of course, we ate the donuts. We didn't drink the coffee because we don't drink coffee. Mm. So after she said, guess what? I'm going to use you guys. And there's two reasons. And we said, yeah, what, what are the reasons? We need what you have. And second, I can tell you're men of integrity because you live your faith. I knew you were mm. from Utah, so I brought in coffee to see if you would drink it. 
if you drank it, mm. I was going to ask you if you were LDS. And mm. if you were, I wasn't going to use you because you're not true to your principles. Interesting. Wow. So here, you know, senior VP of Benefits of Sears mm. tested us to see if we lived our religion. Interesting. Wow. So it's a great story. That's great really learning cool. list. Yeah. Right? Then we went to Holiday and sold them. Then we went to Marriott and sold them. Mm. And we were on our way to Kodak and I get a call from so Xerox. Walk, hold on, real quick. You're just selling. I, this is you're just selling people left and right. Walk us through some of this. Say, like you guys obviously were selling really well. Well, what were you doing? Like, sell. yeah, what were you selling? Yeah, we said you have to manage all these HMOs because it's been govern government mandated. Yep. You have to offer two HMOs in each area to mm-hmm. your employees, so that we're controlling healthcare costs. And so it was forced on them. Mm. And um, so all of a sudden now they've got 45 people in the benefits department handling forms every year as people sign up for new health care mm. and getting that done and paying all these different HMOs in the country because they're different in every state. Mm. Just like IHC is unique here. Interesting. Every yeah. state has hospitals that started them, yep. doctor groups that started them. So they, there were over 400 HMOs. And, so and you had the perfect solution. So we, yep. we made the first database. There wasn't one mm. nationally. Cool. So we built the first database where we could go in and run their employees against it and say, this HMO can service 92% of your employees because they live within 30 miles of one of their hospitals. That was the criteria. Hmm. This one can only do 70% and this one only 40. And this one's average rates are this. Their physician average turnover is this. Their employee grievances are this. So we could tell them everything. So anyway, on that business trip, as we were heading to Kodak, I get a call from Xerox and they said, we were talking to our friends at Kodak and they said, you manage HMOs. Oh, gotcha. Can yeah. you stop while you're out here and visit us? So we went to Xerox on the way oh, to Kodak perfect. sold them. Yeah. So we sold five companies on our first business Wow. Trip. So we knew we yeah, had just high five in the whole way home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I've never seen yeah. a product easier to sell. Yeah. Because we said the HMOs will pay us commission so you can get rid of 45 people. Mm. And we do it and the HMOs pay us. Yeah. And That's HMOs cool. normally paid 5% or 8% to brokers. We charged 1% because we got it on everybody. Wow, cool. What did, uh, so you guys are compiling this into a database. Yeah. What does a database look like in 1987, right? It was very new. There weren't, there like, weren't clouds. Like, there it weren't big servers. Yeah, there's no, like, what was it like? What yeah. would you do? We were pioneers. In fact, when huh. we started the company, we were wearing pagers. We finally got a cell phone that plugged in the car with a cord. Oh, yeah, cool. Big brick phone, yeah. right? And then... Um, then little portable cell phones came out, but the year we started is when faxes were created. Mm-hmm. So this shows what happened back in the mid eighties. Okay. Faxes were created and, and FedEx was only two years old. But all those things, technology opened up so that we could do it out of Utah and do mm-hmm. a great job nationwide. So you were, were you keeping just like paper? Like were you weren't putting it onto a computer? Like a computer database system, or were you? Or is it all no. just paper stacks? You were going to fax. No, it, you were it was call. all paper. It was just but paper. But when we okay. would data enter it into the computer. Mm, okay. So people weren't enrolling by computer. It was paper. Yeah, it's all paper. Yeah, cool. Okay. So within um, 10 years, we had 127 Fortune 500 companies and wow. managing the benefits for 23 million people. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And then ADP came along. We had 18 companies chasing us on the 10th year. Jeez. Trying to buy us. Yeah. So this is mid, end, mid Edna, 90s. Fidelity. Yeah. Yeah, it was 96. 96, okay. Yeah. And so ADP came along and everything we did came off of payroll. We scan payroll every day for every company. Who are the new hires? They get a pamphlet out. Here are your, your healthcare choices. Mm-hmm. You have to sign up within 30 days. And then when they terminated, here's your COBRA notifications. You mm-hmm. have 45 days to 
to sign on and stay on your benefits and you pay them directly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we collect the money and yeah, send it to the HMO. So yeah, there's a lot of management. How big data so management? So 23 company. million people getting mm-hmm. benefits from you. How many employee headcount did you guys have internally to manage all that? Uh, we had 600 full time and mm-hmm. 800 in the phone center. Wow. So 1,400. Jeez. Yeah, what an organization. Yeah, that's cool. So the best part was so, when ADP came and came out. First, they came to meet with us to do COBRA which mm, is continuation of benefits. Mm, when okay. somebody quits, they're allowed to stay on their health care plan in case they don't have another job or whatever. And say your wife's seven months pregnant, you got to stay on. Mm. So it pays for that baby. Yeah, yeah. So they allowed the employee to pay the premiums and you can stay on it for 18 months after you leave your current employer. Mm, That's okay. what COBRA is. That makes sense. So they came out and said our competitor paychecks is offering COBRA administration to their payroll customers. And we don't have one. Mm. We don't have a system, so we want to hire you to do it. So they came out, walked through our operations, saw our client names on all the doors and buildings and stuff. We had lists of them. And each of our conference rooms was named after a city. This was Chicago, and it had, you know, Sears and R.R. Um, R. Donnelly and all of our clients' oh, from names. H- oh, cool. And the pictures of the H of the directors of benefits were on the wall. Mm. Said, this is who we work for, not me. You, mm. This is who you work for. Yeah. So we had their pictures in the conference room. And if you went into Washington, D.C. conference room, there was Marriott. And, oh, cool. What a cool know. thing for employees. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. that's how we did it. But anyway, um, so when they sold, I said, well, we want to do something for the employees because we had self-funded it. So we didn't have any investors. Hmm. So the only stock was held by Ron and I and our key executives wow. and our families that oh, we gifted it to. So I said, what can we do for employees? And they said, nothing. Because right now you're pooling stock. We give you ADP stock and retire mm. HBA stock. So you now have ADP stock and you're not taxed on it until you sell it. Mm, gotcha. But if you do Were anything. Were they a public company? Oh, they're huge. ADP yes. was public at the time. Yeah. Okay. So they said, but if you do anything out of the regular that you haven't done in the last year, the IRS will come in and negate that and they tax you on the full sell right now. Oh, wow. Okay. So you can't change who has stock within the last year. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. So. One night I was thinking about that and it came to me in the middle of the night. I've got an idea. I called him and said, I want to take all the earnings this year and distribute them to employees. So let's take $7 million off the company price, the mm. sales price, and distribute it to employees at Christmas time. Mm, wow. And I said, well, it's never been done, but I guess we could do it. Mm. So that's what we did. So it was the best, it was oh, the most cool. fun year of my life for Ronnie. Pay all your employees and have Because cool all bonuses. the employees yeah. got lots of money, enough oh, to cool. pay off student loans, get into homes and so on. Yeah, really cool. So it was great. Oh, what a great thing. And then yeah. how long were you, did they keep you on for a while with ADP? Yeah, for three years. Three we stayed years. and ran oh, okay. it and then we doubled the size. And you doubled, wow. And then did you divest your shares? How did you start Over selling? time. Just start selling out? Yeah, yeah, really cool. Oh, I love it. So let's, um, that's, a, yeah, that's amazing. Um, let's talk about now, you've talked about the beginning. So 1992, you decided you were going to, for your family, mm-hmm. you're going to put together this whole criteria right. of how to raise kids. And we just mm-hmm. talked about the negative effects of having, getting lots of money, having a huge exit, the winning the game, when people watch podcasts and work 80 hours a week to win the game. Yeah. And then they lose their family and they lose their kids. That's right. So walk someone, if you were sitting down across from me right now and I said, hey, I'm going to sell my company next year for $100 million. And I've got a family and kids. What would you advise that me to do to make sure that I raised a good family, good kids, had good I life? would say come to the mastermind I started for that very reason mm-hmm. is to yeah. help people balance their lives so they're not just chasing money saying, I'll be happy when. 
Mm. When I'm getting all this money, I'm going to be happy. Mm. It doesn't work that way. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos and, and uh, Bill Gates. All the money in the world, like, right? Mm. Yep. But they they don't have their families together. Both divorced recently. Yeah, both yep. divorced. So, you know, some if you don't keep balance along the way, everything can fall apart when the money comes. Mm. So what you want to do is keep balance. So with Zenith, I decided one day, Let's start this because I was mentoring small groups. You were one of them. Yeah, the I, first came. Mentoring oh, yeah group. I came to that first group. Oh, there yeah. was like nine guys or something yeah. and four mentors I brought in, right? Yep. And Fantastic we weekend, by the way. I it was, that. That well, was look so at the fun. connections you've made. Oh, it's been amazing. And others yep. through Zenith. And so then uh, someone posted about this event we did at the ranch. And I had 100 requests in the next two weeks hmm. asking if they could come to one if I did it again. Well, and I didn't have enough lunches to mentor all these people. So I decided let's do this in a formal way. So I tried to create a, a model of a mastermind that's not just on how to 10X your business. Mm. It's really how to balance your life. Yeah. And that's what we do. Now that's amazing. Hey, hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Now, as you know, we don't run advertisements on this channel. We just spread this by word of mouth. So if you can, please rate and review the show. If it's benefited your life anyway, please drop that down below. I actually love reading them. I love seeing what people say and share and stuff. So if you guys can, if you, this show has helped you in any way, shape or form, please rate and review and share this with a friend or two that may benefit their life. We do this just to help more people understand this game that we're playing.